Hello and welcome to Black Noise Radio. I'm Black Betty. Coming up today, part one of the Stolen Generations Marker event, a community gathering held at the Atherton Gardens Fitzroy on Saturday 26th of May 2018, an event organised by the City of Yarra Council and brought to us by Jason Tamaru, the event producer. Yes, it's the sunshine of your love And I know when I'm needed Certain ESP that I just can't explain You know the words to live my spirit Tell me I'll never get back up if I let it get me down again. Cause when I'm with you, I feel free and there's something no one else can see. Only you and me, I feel free. It's the way that it ought to be. If I was stranded on a deserted island, I know it sounds cliche. But I would only want my one and only baby with me. Cause you're the one that I want that I, I'm loving you for life You know I'm loving you for life You're the one, you're the one That gets the best of my love And whenever I am near you I feel rainbows and birds, sunshine and butterflies every Going today. 
Marty Marty Wemba Wemba woman. Ilana has been singing around Australia with some of the really big names, but I think she's a big name all on her own. Don't you agree? And to be here with us in this beautiful park this afternoon for such an important occasion. Hello, my name is Deborah Cheatham. I'm a Yoda Yoda woman. I pay my respects to the Woiwurrung, uh, the Wurundjeri people who've poured their knowledge and their culture and their history and their love into this land that we're on. And cannot we... We can feel that today, can't we? And I also pay my respects to my grandmother, Frances McGee, a Yorta Yorta woman of great strength who passed on to me so much of the love of the music that we're going to hear this afternoon and the beautiful art. Do you already have your beautiful pin? Hands up if you've got a beautiful pin that you're wearing. Yeah, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about that pin in the moment, but there's one for everybody here today, so I, I want to make sure that you get one. I'm just going to do a little bit of housekeeping as your, um, as your MC today. How's that going? Everybody can hear me? Anybody up the back? I'm not going to... Don't make me use my opera voice, okay? Because that's going to sound more like this, and I don't think you'll take me seriously, so I'd really rather use this voice if it's Okay. So over here, of course, today we have wonderful food tent. You're going to need some, some coffee and some tea later on as it gets a little bit colder. And then after that, you're going to need the amenities. So the toilets are over there behind the marquee. Uh, we've got two spaces that we're working in today, and this is the main stage. So when you hear me talking about main stage site, this is where we're talking about. Uh, also, I'd like everybody to make sure that for later on, you've got a purple flower. We've got an empty kulamon as part of our marker today. Uh, and we're going to fill that kulamon with the beauty of purple flowers today. And so that's our theme, really, that deep color of purple. So make sure everybody, all the kids, make sure you've got a purple flower as well. We have so much coming up this afternoon in terms of celebration and acknowledgement of the work done and our artists. Oh, there's a lot to get through. So I'm going to keep going because I want to introduce to you now uh, the newly appointed mayor, I think just at the beginning of this year or earlier this year, uh, Councillor uh, Daniel Nguyen. Now he is the mayor of Yarra City Council. He's going to talk to you. Of course, we know Yarra City Council under the previous mayor's Amanda Stone's leadership last year said, you know what? January 26th, we could do a lot better than that. We could do a lot better. So all praise to Yarra City Council and please welcome the current Mayor, Daniel Nguyen. Thank you very much for that warm introduction. I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners on the land on which we meet today, the people of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to members of the Indigenous community who are here with us um, on this auspicious occasion. Um, it is my honour, and on behalf of Yarra Council, um, and my councillors in attendance, Councillor McAvoy, Councillor Stone, Councillor Chen Yi May, Councillor Sell, and Councillor Fristaki, to thank and acknowledge all the amazing people that have made today the occasion it is. Um, what has made today so meaningful has been the widespread support that we've achieved in the community for this incredible project. Firstly, to the members of our Aboriginal Advisory Group, and the Project Steering Committee, who have been on this journey from day one. Your strength, your dedication and generosity has made all this happen. To the artist, Rico Rennie, what a sight we have before us. It's truly inspirational today. To our staff at Yarra Council, 
those that have worked so tirelessly and dedicated so much time to this project and, in all honesty, never really get the appreciation that they deserve. To the members of our Yarra community and those beyond who have contributed by donations, who have attended fundraisers like the amazing Dan Sultan concert and the Reconciliation Comedy Gala, I thank you. To our friends from the state government as well for their financial support. And lastly, I wish to thank you all for your attendance today. Today is the end of one journey, but the friendships and the partnerships forged today will allow us to do so much more for our community. Thank you for your attendance and I hope you have an amazing day. Cheers. Thank you. It's just so great to have leadership that is recognising how much, how much work has already been done. Even though there's more to do, it's so important to celebrate the work that has already been done. Now, now has everybody got their, their badge? Because Ros, Ros Sultan, where are you, Ros? Here she is. She's right here. Aldo, put your hand up and wave it around so that we know. Can we have a round of applause for the artists who designed these beautiful badges? One, one for us each to take home, Roz. They are beautiful. And in, you know, in, 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 the ver- in a very typical and humble way, Roz said to me, you know, I was, just, I was just doodling one day and this came to me. And, of course, it's based on the managum leaf. And I'm sure Uncle Colin will be uh, either using or talking about or both the managum leaf. But... This deep purple co- uh, colour is there to represent us and, and the emotion that we feel today. It will be an emotional day. It will be. But I think what I'm seeing here and what I'm seeing off stage are people who are really committed through their connection to this space. And, and the, the member for Richmond, uh, Richard Wynn, he's here today. And, look, he brings a wealth of knowledge, obviously through his time as the Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, now the Minister for Planning, but his own connection to this place. He understands what it is to to get the work done on the country that he grew up in and on. So without further ado, let me introduce the member for Richmond, Richard Wynne. Uh, Thank you very much, Deborah, and I'm delighted to be here today. As is our tradition, we pay our respects to the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, uh, and I pay my respects to Elders, past and present, and any other members of the Aboriginal community who have come for this really important event today. Can I thank the Mayor, Daniel? Can I thank the City of Yarra for their uh, fantastic support, uh, not only of today's event, but this important uh, and, and symbolic day that we're having, the 20th anniversary, of course, uh, of uh, National Sorry Day. The Atherton Gardens does play a really important role, uh, not only in the lives of the people who live here, but particularly for the Aboriginal community who have used the Atherton Gardens uh, as a significant meeting place for many generations. It is, it is recognised, of course, uh, on the Aboriginal Heritage Register, uh, along with the Aboriginal Health Service opposite, uh, and today's event, I think, further symbolises uh, just how important uh, these events are, particularly for members of the stolen generation. Uh, we acknowledge today, as Deborah has said, with, uh, with respect and indeed with sadness, uh, the many tragic events that have occurred in the lives of those people who were stolen, who, who were displaced from their families. Uh, and for us as a government, we are so pleased to be a part of today's celebration and to work in partnership uh, with the City of Yarra. 
I hope today is uh, a meaningful day, not only for, for uh, everybody who's here, but for us, of course, to remember uh, the, the great history, the generational history uh, of Aboriginal people here, particularly in Fitzroy. I hope you enjoy the day. Thank you so much. The Honourable Richard Wynne there. Thank you so much for those words of encouragement. We are going to move to the second site now. You've been wondering when we would have the official welcome to country. And, of course, that's going to take place over at the Remember Me site. So if we have Uncle Colin Hunter, I'm looking, I'm seeing, and I'm seeing Jason Tamaru. And you're moving in this direction, people. You're going to want to come over here. I'm going to go over there with my clapsticks. Let's all go over for the official unveiling and welcome to country. Please bring your purple flowers. This is your moment. And I want to take this opportunity to pay my respects to my elders, both past, present and future, elders from all nations. But I want to pay my respect to everyone gathered today. But I want to acknowledge all the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us here this afternoon I would like to make a special acknowledgement to them. Woman Jekyll, welcome. Wurundjeri Bullock, Yemen Kundi Bit. The Wurundjeri people welcome everyone to land today. Wurundjeri, no, 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 Budenboer War, Kundi Nengnak, Dubbin and Bik Bullock Boer Tilikin. The Wurundjeri people want to look after and protect the land as they did long before. Wurundjeri country extends from the inner city of Melbourne. It goes across the mountains of the Great Dividing Range, west to the Werribee River, south to the Mordialic Creek and east to Mount Borbore. And the Wurundjeri people are part of the Kulin Nation, another Wurrung language group. Hello, my name is Colin Hunter Jr. or Willert, meaning possum, a name given to me by my grandmother as a young boy. I'm a proud and passionate seven-generation Wurundjeri man and a direct descendant of Bibigen, who was Nalangeta, or head of the tribe at time at first settlement. And it's through my grandmother, Gumbriar, meaning white dove, or Anitani, or Nana, she was known to us, mob, that have got Aboriginal culture and heritage in my life today, so for that I say thanks, Nan. My grandmother was one of the last of the Aboriginal people born in the early 1920s up at Corrandirk Mission in Hillsville before she got pushed up the barrel on the river in New South Wales. In Aboriginal culture, a great deal of respect is given to the land, the plants and the animals alike. And I've got a beautiful big pile of gum leaves there. I'll leave them up on that seat there, and as you're moving around today, if you get an opportunity, take a nice one and put it in your pocket for the afternoon, please. The significance of will keep you safe along country and give you the access to the resources while you're on country. And why I'm Wurundjeri country, you're welcome to the traditional lands and the waterways of the Wurundjeri people. So, woman, Jekka, welcome. Look, I want to acknowledge you, Rico, and I want to acknowledge the piece of art, Remember Me. What a beautiful job you've done, brother. You know, we've been in a steering group for three years, and it's been a bit of a process. You know, we've had some, a lot of meetings that have ended up in tears. There's been a lot, of, a lot of effort put into this project. And I just want to acknowledge the members of the steering group, but I also want to acknowledge everyone that's contributed to this project. 
because it's taken a whole team of people to get it to this point. You know, where we sit today, a pretty special place. It's listed on the Victorian Aboriginal Heritage Register as a meeting place for Aboriginal people. And it has been since the early, early 1900s or, you know, middle 1900s. The health service was over here. You know, and it doesn't matter what, what state you go to in this country. If you go to Sydney, you've got Redfern. You go to Brisbane, you've got Mosgrove Park. You go to Townsville or Palmer Island, you've got the Mo they come in from Palmer Island to Townsville or Cairns and camp under the river there. So every state's got a meeting place like this. And this is a Victorian Aboriginal community's meeting place. And there's literally, literally hundreds of stories of people finding family and finding community in this space. And I'm not going to name any names, but as I look out into the crowd, I can see a number of families that have been directly affected by this. And they know who they are. You know, we had a consultation here about 10 weeks ago. We had some of the elders here, and they were talking about the meeting place and how it was a place that people respected. You know, there was family, children. There was a place where people did their drinking. There was a place where there was food. And there was a place where there was law done. And if you did the wrong thing, you were asked to leave. So we had blackfellas from all over this country come to Melbourne looking for people. They come to here, Zafford and Gardens. Because, as I said, there's a lot of history in this park. One piece of history over there in our community, Uncle Jack. Sorry, you know. And Uncle Jack's told me, I suppose he won't mind telling this story that, you know, the first time he met his mother was down around this area and down at the Builders' Arms. He's told that story many a time, and I'll leave you to tell that story a little bit later, Jack. But yeah, I just want to thank everyone for coming today and say, Woman Jack, are welcome. Grab a leaf when you get an opportunity. Thanks, Cam. That's Cam, our sound engineer. Thank Let's hear it for the, the sound and lighting guys, Cam and Simon. How about that? I came here today with a bit of a song in my mind that I was going to sing, a kind of a, kind of a lament. And now that I see it, I know that's not right. Yes. We've mourned, I've mourned my own loss of the relationship with my, with my mother, Monica. Monica Little, the youngest sister of Jimmy, the youngest child of Sissy and James Little. And as a member of Stone Generation, I've, I've had my time to mourn that. I mourn it still, but I see this and I don't see lament. I see strength. I see promise. I see resilience. You know, our, our nation has been shaped by the experience of the stolen generations. That's shaped our whole nation, not just the people taken or their families, but the entire nation. And it fractured our identity. But that fracture is on the mend. It'll always be there if you look deeply enough. You can always see the lines of a fracture, but it didn't break us. 
and the strength of this artwork today, I, I just think I'm not going to sing that lament today because it deserves something that's far more powerful. And I'm hoping you're going to tell us all about it. Here's the artist, Rico Rani. Thanks, Deb. Thank you. Firstly, I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people on the land that we stand upon and pay my respects to the ancestors and elders past and present and future. And thank you, Uncle Cole, for the kind words and honey, Deb. Look, when I was first approached from the City of Yarra and the Steering Committee, it was a huge honour, of course, to, to be asked to make a work and a deeply personal one. You know, my grandmother, Julia Rennie, Ni Mari, uh, was a member of the Stolen Generation, forcibly removed at the age of eight in Walgett on Camilleroy land and, you know, never to see her family ever again. Now, you know, you, you, it's unfortunately but very common that it's just a, a very similar story in Aboriginal Australia. And, you know, you think of it, you know, I'm a parent, I have a 14-year-old daughter, and you think about your own children and, and having one of your children taken away uh, or multiple children taken away and never seeing them ever again, dispossessed of their land, their culture, identity and family and language. Now, you know, it's, a, it's as Deb was saying, we, we are very strong people. I mean, you know, it's, it's obvious. Look, look what we've survived. But, you know, there's, there's a lot in the past that still needs to be recognised and, uh, and righted and... You know, there's a lot of tokenistic actions and I think, you know, federal and state governments need to pull their fingers out. But enough of that. Um, the work I made is um, about male and female and family. So we have the spears that represent a male's strength, a unity, almost like in a military formation in a line. And that, you know, pays homage to the strength of men, of family... Um, of our people, and then you have the beautiful uh, sculpted Kuhlman, which had a variety of uses, particularly, you know, the, it also represents that the heavy matriarchal um, uh, form in our life, uh, our mothers, our grandmothers, the women. And, and you know, I, I come from a matriarchal society and it was all about respect and acknowledging our women. And they're the power, you know. And so that there is, you know, it's an empty coolman also symbolising the loss of child and, and, you know, it's, it's a kind of poignant reminder, I guess, of that sadness and hurt and loss and grieving. And then the boomerangs or, or clapsticks, they have the, the linear work, which was, you know, pretty typical of southeastern Australia and indicative of a lot of communities... Um, in southeastern Australia, in the carving sense, but of course, you know, in, in a granite. So the work is a, a very minimal but powerful reminder of our strength and unity, but also loss and vulnerability that, you know, that occurred as a result of these genocidal practices of uh, former government. And you know, you don't want to probably hear me. I think that's enough, and I'll leave it at that. Short and sweet is always better. And uh, thank you for the opportunity. It was a huge honour. Thank you. Okay, that's amazing. Um, 
I had uh, the privilege over the last couple of years, along with my partner, Tony, who's here today, and a uh, uh, young woman from Saibai, Jessica Hitchcock, going up on Gamilori country a number of times over the last four years. And uh, one of the words that we learned there, there's a, there's a childcare centre there that's entirely Aboriginal-owned and run and operated, Winanali. And Winanali really resonated with me. It's a word that means... Um, Winanali, we will listen, we will hear, we will know, and then we'll remember. But I think I would, I would um, get with you later on and add another word there because here we can see and we can know. And to hear from your own story and your family's story and the story that you've poured into this artwork where we're really exceptionally uh, blessed to have this on this space something that we need to see and we need to maybe start with seeing before people will listen and hear and know and remember. Uh, It was only, I don't know, a week or so ago that um, there was an attack in the media uh, directed at me but really actually directed at all stolen generations, families, uh, which basically said we don't even know that there was a stolen generation. That there are still still people that can uh, wield their their power in the media of uh, masking opinion as fact. Uh, it it spoke to me of the reason why it's so important to have this place, why we have this beautiful artwork which says "Remember me," because there are still people out there who are yet to be convinced and will never be convinced. It's not in their interests, but we know because we have listened. And we have heard and understood and we will remember and now and now we can see. Let's have a round of applause for our artist, Rekko Rennie. Thanks, Deb. Sorry, I, I also meant to say I really need to thank UAP, particularly Owen and Daniel and Josh and the team for working with me on this on such a quick turnaround. And, of course, the city of Yarra for, you know, trailblazing in terms of uh, local government and, and pushing the boundaries in terms of uh, local politics. So thanks very much for the support. Thanks, Rick. Thank you. I'm going to introduce one of those leaders in our community that you, you always get this in, in, in the course of an event. There's a couple of people who need no introduction, but they deserve an introduction. And Ian Ham is someone who's, who's worked in government and, boy, he's got a lot done. And he's taken some time to, to now be, I think up until the middle of next year, Ian, the CEO of Vacho. What an incredibly important role for all Aboriginal Australians and for Australia in general. So I want to invite Ian to say a few words about the significance of this incredible marker, Remember Me. Please, Ian Ham. Thanks, Deb. Um, And I'd like to to thank Colin for his very warm welcome to country. Um, I know when Colin speaks, it comes from the heart. It's not just something he does. It's something that is about him. Um, And that really is about all of us. And I'd like to acknowledge him and the Wurundjeri people for their generosity of having us live on their country. Um, 
It's funny when I was thinking about... I've been thinking about what I was going to say today for about two days and there's about a billion things that went through my head. Um, uh, I'm also the chair of Connecting Home, which is one of the partners on the project uh, for building this. So um, I'm here in that capacity, chair of Connecting Home. But I'm not going to talk about Connecting Home because this is not the day for that. This is the day for us as the stolen children, the sorry day when the report was handed to Parliament um, when the report was uh, done in 1997 um, and all the stories with it, it's always, uh, it's one of those things that I revisit from time to time. I can Google it and find it and have a look and I'll look at what I said uh, to that inquiry, which is really uh, takes me back to how I was feeling. And today is one of those days that I have to say, this, today isn't a difficult day for me, today's a good day. Sorry day is always a good day. Apology day is, is always a good day. It's every other day that can be a hard day. It's every other day when it's just an ordinary day and suddenly you'll get that wash of emotion over you about something lost, something gone. You'll get reminded of what you didn't have. You'll get reminded of the life that you lived and the possible life that you might have otherwise lived except for the circumstances that we were born in and the terrible times that happened to us. It will happen to you when, you when you least expect it as well. I was at a, uh, my cousin's 60th birthday uh, a couple of months ago, and it was really good, you know, when everybody gets up and tells stories about when they were kids, and, you know, Greg was telling stories about, um, about Stephen and um, Robbie was and all that stuff. And I wasn't there for any of that. I was somewhere else. I grew up away from my family. And it's little things like that that can come from nowhere and remind you of how your life might otherwise have been. This monument in particular, there are a couple of around, Darabin's got one, but this one in particular is important to me personally. So I was adopted from the Salvation Army home in Fitzroy. This monument is connected to me personally. And as I said, it's every other day, this monument today, it's important for us as a focal point to remember and commemorate. But its real importance is not today. Its real importance will be tomorrow, when the crowd's not here, when sorry day was yesterday, when things have moved on. And those moments when somebody like me, and there are many faces in the crowd I know who this might happen to, would just want to go somewhere and sit down and just recall and just feel, maybe cry. And this will be the place that we come to do it, when nobody else is here, other than the spirit that this particular, this particular place will now have. That's what will make this place important. So if any of you are passing here on, I don't know, any given Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever, and you see a bloke, he's in a suit sitting here, no, it's no, I don't work for the housing department, that's not why I'm here. It'll be because I just need some time out for myself. It'll be because I grieve for a life that I didn't have. I grieve for a sister who I met and then lost again. And I also think about the hope that comes with that for my own children and what I hope for their world to be. Um, and what I want, I want them to know about their father and I'll be thinking about that too. That's what this place is about.
So tomorrow, this time tomorrow, just have a thought that there might be anyone here, maybe a couple of kids will be coming down looking at that going, what's that? That's when this place will be important. Um, so Rego said, a short speech is a good speech, so I'll leave it at that. And thank you all for coming. This just shows that this story is now part of our national narrative and you're here to continue telling that story for generations ahead. Thank you. So eloquent, such an important message. It's every other day. That really sums it up. Uh, I don't know if I'd ever connected the pieces in my own mind in quite such a succinct and powerful way, Ian. Uh, but it is. It's every other day. And it's spaces like this that allow those other days to be bearable at times when there's such a sense of loss that you can't imagine. I, <laughs> I came to this community um, really late in my journey towards finding my family. I was already uh, uh, almost 40. Well, actually, I'd already turned 40. And... Uh, I came down from Sydney just for six months <laughs> and I'm still here 12, well, almost 13 years later. And part of that was finding my partner in life but a really big part of that was finding the rest of my family. My Yoda Yoda family were here and I was instantly recognised in a way that I'd never been recognised before accepted in a way that I had never been accepted before. And I felt empowered in a way that I'd never felt before because I knew that that fracture wasn't going to turn into a break. It was going to mend. And uh, your words today, Ian, that's gone a long way towards, towards mending for so many people here, and I'd certainly say for myself. You know, you, you try to look at a... a, a a CV and sum up the, the efforts and the work that people in this community do, but they're everywhere. If, if you could say one thing about Aboriginal people, they're omnipresent. They have to be. We're everywhere. And I'm reading here, Muriel Bamblett, I didn't know that you were an adjunct professor, but it doesn't surprise me at all uh, that you've received an honorary degree of Doctor of Letters in Social Work from the University of Sydney. No surprises there, but congratulations on that, by the way, Muriel. Uh, as someone who uh, we're related through Yorta Yorta Lines and also through your Jaja Wang people, you have created so much space, voice and agency for Aboriginal people, not only in Victoria but throughout Australia. Uh, it is always a pleasure to introduce you and welcome you to the microphone. Please welcome Muriel Bamblett. Um, hi, everybody. Um, can I begin first by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land and paying my respects and thank Cole. Um, always an absolute pleasure and acknowledge Rico. All the elders here, um, can I acknowledge my 
cousins. I know that um, there are many here um, that were removed um, to our aunties and uncles that we'll, you never got to meet. Um, can I pay my respects? I think today I wanted to really acknowledge the Stolen Gens and the journey. Um, there are many in the group here today that haven't had their journey home, that haven't come back. So have a look around because there are some that haven't made it back, um, that are still struggling to get back to our community. Um, we still have a lot of work to do. Um, to the Stolen Gens, um, what an amazing tribute. Can I? Um, today I really want to talk about the people that do the work every day, the link-up programs, the connecting home, and even to some of our VACA people that are continuing to work with children. We have so many children that are second, third, fourth generation of children that have been removed, lost their identity. So whilst we celebrate today these things, and I see children that are in care here today, what an amazing opportunity. But I really wanted to honour the Stolen Gens. I wanted to thank you for your artwork because it's going to be a living tribute for Stolen Gens forever. I don't want it to be a once-a-year day, which, you know, we, we come out, sorry day, and we come out... Um, stop, you know, this day today and talk about the Bringing Him Home report yesterday. But I really want to urge people that are here that have got some influence in government and policy, we've got no reparations. We've got no compensation for Victorian stolen gens. And whilst other states have done a bit, I've heard of measly little sums of $20,000 for the harm and pain. We've got to fight for our stolen gens. We've got to make sure that we have reparations for them because I heard Kutcher speak yesterday and he talked about how many million dollars were paid to someone that was falsely imprisoned in an immigration camp. How much did they get, Kutcher? $2.6 million for, false, for six months wrongful imprisonment. How long did our people um, serve wrongfully imprisoned? So yesterday we had a really great forum with the Department of Justice and we talked about it. We heard the emotional stories from Kutcher. We will hear stories all the time. But we've got to do something about it. I want to thank the Link Up staff who every day work with Stolen Gens. We are returning children and, and people that have been removed as children to all parts of Australia. We have children that come from Western Australia. We had the largest migration of children from every state of territory brought to Victoria. Now, we can't obviously do enough, but to the Stolen Gens, and I know you're hurting and I know it's painful, but I just want to say you are our heroes today and I, I, I just want to acknowledge you and um, thank you for what you bring to our community. And I want to close on the fact that we have learnt so much from the Stolen Gens every day in our work at FACA with children. We have learnt. We are now doing connection. We are doing return to country. We are doing genealogies, we are doing Aboriginality, we are looking at their native title rights, we are now building on the rights framework. So to say that what happened with you was in vain, no, you're about protecting children to the future. We want to honour you and thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. In, in just a little while, I'm going to invite people to... Um, just make their way in an orderly fashion to fill that Kulamon with the beauty of those purple flowers. Uh, it's, it's worth noting right at this moment, though, I'd like to mention all of the names of those who were on the Stone Generations Marker Steering Group. 
uh, it has been a long journey to this very moment and fundraisers and events that people have poured their energy, their time, their love, their commitment into. But particularly I'd like to mention these people. Of course, Uncle Colin Hunter, Daniel Ducrow, Chris Arnott, John Domet, Lorena Lovett, Joe Boy Morgan, Bev Murray, Clinton Nain, Cara Rees, Roz Sultan, Jason Tamaru, and Liz Zamet. Can we have a round of applause for the steering committee? And Muriel, it's so true. Watch the column inches fly in certain publications now that we've mentioned reparations. It's always all about money until you're talking about the First Peoples and what was taken from them. So I think that that's a really salient point and one that we can make here and be grown up enough to do that. Uh, 2.6 mil. Boy, imagine the art we could create with 2.6 mil. I'm going for it. Don't you think, Uncle Jack, we could just, we could tour Jack, uh, Charles versus the Crown forever. Uh, <laughs> and we hope that you will. So much good we could do. With that, kind of, uh, with that kind of recognition of how much has been taken. And the fact that every day, the fa I mentioned that attack uh, made in the, um, in the Murdoch press a, a week or so ago. It's not just one thing in your life that happens, you're taken away, and then it's every day you're dealing with something. Every day you have to stand up for yourself and be the sentinel at the uh, gateway to ignorance. Uh, or the gateway out of ignorance. This, uh, this beautiful monument, this marker, this elegant piece of art that helps us to, to heal, it was made possible because there were financial contributions, and I'd just like to mention those as well from the City of Yarra, Aboriginal Victoria, the Department of Health and Human Health Services, the Sydney Maya Fund and the Maya Foundation, Link Up Victoria the Wurundjeri Land and Compensation Cultural Heritage Council, Aboriginal Corporation, and of course many generous individuals and organisations who donated funds via the Creative Partnerships Australia uh, Cultural Fund. So if you're thinking, what can I do? Uh, I think the most valuable thing you can do is give of your time, your time to educate others in the knowledge that you've gained. And then the second most, almost equal to that, uh, thing that you can give is if you're able to give financially to these kind of funds and support the people who are doing this work and the artists. Community partners for this project also included the Brotherhood of St Lawrence, Link Up Victoria, Connecting Home Limited and of course the Wurundjeri Land and Compensation Cultural Heritage Council Aboriginal Corp. You really need to get a, um, an acronym. I'm, I'm <laughs> struggling with that. An acronym would help. I'm not sure what that would be. Uh, so we're going to move back to the main stage space. We're, we're running ahead of time. Jason Tamaru, when he invited me, he gave me an instruction. He said, keep it to time. Keep those speeches short. And now I'm ahead of time. Jason, you didn't tell me what to do if I'm ahead of time. So I'm hoping. I've never... Uh, sing a song. There's one that I know. Join in the chorus. 
lump in my throat today, but um, nothing will bring it there quicker than singing in the language of my grandmother and knowing that in 1939 when she walked off Kamragunja mission, mission station with her husband James and carrying their firstborn Jimmy along with 200 other men and women of the Yodi Yoda nation, just knowing that she was forced to suppress the language and not pass it on to her children in the way that she would have wanted to. It, it's it's one of the things that I am striving to liberate young voices around Australia to speak and to sing and to own their languages. And um, I'm so grateful to Arnie Jerry Briggs and um, uh, Teresa Clements and the other people who helped Burafera exist and be perpetuated into our, our common vocabulary now. And that song will always be like this place, uh, a song that we can gather around together and share culture through, Burafera. And if it sounded familiar to you and you weren't quite sure where, about three or four octaves lower it was sung in um, the Sapphires. Uh, that's the song that um, the people playing my relations basically were singing down the line on that phone call from Vietnam back home to Kamraganja, Burafera. Well, do you know, we've got so much entertainment coming up, and not the, not the least of which is, is Kutcher Edwards over there, who doesn't only have a spreadsheet of facts and figures and, and uh, current affairs knowledge, but what a songman, what a writer, what a leader, what an activist. And uh, we're going to hear from him in a little while. You know you're going to want to stay around to hear from Uncle Jack Charles. He's here, he's going to be speaking to you a little bit later, but we've got dancers now, and I'm excited about that. So the Jiri Jiri Dance Group, the Yindi Waterback Dancers and the Kuri Youth Will Shakespeare's. Maybe not these ones, but ones they have over at Main Stage. So please leave your purple flowers, grab a cup of tea or coffee and something to eat and come back to Main Stage for the performance. Thank you, everyone. Food, I just had the most delicious sausage sandwich and some native ratatouille with goat's cheese. Now, there are only a few left. And I think there's strawberry in there somewhere. Am I right? Did I, did I hear strawberry? I may not have heard strawberry. But over in these tents, don't miss out. 
We've got a chance to witness some beautiful dancing now from the Jiri Jiri Dance Group and the Kuri Youth Will Shakespeare. So can I, can I encourage everybody to come this way? And can I reach out to each and every one of the, of the members of the Stolen Generations who are here today? In a little while after the dance, we're going to have our own ceremony here around this fire, this fire with the managum leaves. So please don't leave before that. And you want to see the dance and you want to hear Kutcher and Uncle Jack Charles as well. But we're going to have a special moment just for us of placing some leaves in the fire and generating some heat around this really important, this really important matter that has shaped not only our lives but the lives of all Australians. So please welcome to the stage, or near to the stage shortly, as you make your way back to main stage, the Jiri Jiri dancers and the Kuri youth Will Shakespeare's very shortly. Biladu Nyan Wangat Naranik Mandi, Waranjeri Willemik Waranjeli, Waranjeri Balakut, Nyungodjun Lewik Bulok Nugulik Ba, Bularu Jak Pik, Nyungodjun Kiripik Ba, Bupup Nakwarenik, Nyungodjun Murup Kalara Birurang, Nyungodjun Lalal Ba Gugung Nugulik, Nyungodjun Mundanai Nalai Jering Ba Jajawarang Ba German. So my name is Mandy Nicholson, I'm a Wurundjeri woman and I also have connections to the Jajawarang and Nyurai Ilamurang people of the Kulin Nation and also German on my mum's side. So we'll be dancing our welcome dance, our Womanjika Nyarga and um, I'm really happy today because to be part of such an important event makes everyone very emotional that, but we're here to support all the stolen generation. Um, we've got all of our, the majority of our dancers here today, so it makes it extra special. And I just wanted to explain what Womanjika actually means. In the Woiwurrung language, woman means come. G is in instruction, so I'm asking you. And ka is purpose. So when you really look into the meaning of language, you can see all that cultural, embedded cultural knowledge. So it's really important to find out what these words actually mean, because Womanjika is everywhere. But this is our Womanjika Nyarka, and it's about strong Wurundjeri women. And I call out to the ancestors from the north, south, east and west to be present with us today. And you'll hear them call out Ngagaji. So Ngagaji means hear us. So it's about getting our young women and young girls involved in culture, especially in the middle of all these buildings that you see around us. Because when I look at Melbourne, I see it as all the different layers of country. I don't see the concrete or the buildings. I see the below country, the on country, the water country, wind country, sky country, and Tarangalk Peak, Bundjal's home, which is reflected down on earth. So I think it's really important to, when you're looking at a cityscape, look past, look through the buildings. So this is our woman, Jikan Yarga, and I've got two little helpers, my nieces here, to sing with me in language too. So please give them a round of applause to make them fired up. <laughs> All right, ready, girls? Bambocho maninga, Bambocho maninga, Wangan you know, Dula Pagarok, Wangan you know, Dula Pagarok, Nagaje, 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 Wangan you know, Dula Pagarok. 
the Jitty Jitty, and the Jitty Jitty is a willy wagtail, and he's a little black dancing bird, as everyone knows, and the song's about how he's come from a long time ago, and he teaches us how to dance, we embrace his dances, and he embraces dances that he danced yesterday, these are just generally what the, the words are meaning, um, and we paint our bodies to mimic the willy wagtail, because he's got the white stripes on his face, and the... The two girls at the front, my two daughters, will be doing different moves to the rest. And this is about teaching the next generation in everything, in culture, language, dance, song. So it's about leadership, creating leadership in the young women as well. And when the dancers in the back uh, get their head around the dance, eventually they'll be the lead dancers in this dance. So it's really important. It's a symbolic leadership, but it's also a spiritual and physical leadership role too. Uh, and um, I think the Willy Wagtail is a very important spiritual bird because most of our spiritual creators are flying birds or flying cu- creatures. So this, uh, the girls will be helping me with this one with the microphone on, so hopefully you'll hear their beautiful voices. Cheers. 